get up here. And he said, I'd rather you get up here and introduce me. But uh, I was just thinking today, There, I think over half of our congregation here at least has been over to Acuna uh, and in Monterey. And we had some good times. And we were a lot younger then too, weren't we? I mean, uh, but we had some really good times. And uh, anyway, American history changed about seven years ago. And... Uh, it's been difficult now. Uh, Jose's a visionary. He grew up, and I hope I get this right. I'm not purposely lying to you. He, he grew up in Acuna and moved to the United States. Uh, he had a good job in Fort Worth. Um, and he just had uh, an urging from the Spirit. He wanted to spread the gospel to his people in Acuna. He left a good job. He went to Monterey School preaching, and uh, he's been over there. And Benny and I were talking. The, he just started a church. I mean, he had nothing, but he just started a church uh, on a carport at your mother-in-law's house, I think. And we'd go there, and uh, th- we'd just meet outside, and there were chickens walking around and roosters crowing. And I, I remember the little kids called Benny uh, El Rojo, you know, red, red face, Rojo. <laughs> and uh, I think David they called El Loco. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, but we had some great, great times, great trips. And, uh, but uh, he's been through the fire the last two years. His faith has been, you know, I don't know how, we don't know till we go through that. Um, but he's going to share with us today. I have no idea what's on his heart. But anyway, let's pray a second. Lord, we just lift Jose and his family up to you today. And Lord, just, uh, just pray that uh, what's on his heart and his mind. Uh, he, he can uh, express that to us. Lord, be with our hearts and minds that we'll, we'll listen. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. I do this all the time, even in, in our church building, even though we have the big pulpit on the back. Uh, I just like to be closer uh, to y'all. Uh, I asked Bobby to sit down here in front. Uh, if my English gets stuck, then he, he's going to help me uh, today. It's been uh, so many years, brothers, that uh, I've become part of uh, early family church. Uh, our life, my life, pudo ser. Pudo ser diferente. Could be different. Could have been different. But it's not to the present. And I'm talking about your life, and I'm talking about my life. Okay? Uh, On 1970s and 1980s, uh, I was working in Fort Worth, and God uh, has been so good. you know, I, I was baptized when I was 15 years old in Fort Worth. Uh, we just had moved from Acuna uh, to Fort Worth. And uh, I got baptized in the Church of Christ there. I was 15. Uh, I was still going in, uh, through the first years of high school without knowing any English at all. Uh, and they took me over. And that's where I learned part of this good English 
that, that I speak now. Uh, but through the years, I went back to Mexico, and I don't practice anymore the English, so I start kind of get to forget it. And, and if you try to do on the Bible side, boy, it's just, I mean, I just can't do it. You know, I, I mean, I can live with the, the rest of the things, but uh, when I go through the Bible, uh, you know, it just makes me real, real hard. And, and I guess you, you understand, uh, like, if you work with Mexicans, you, you, you learn part of your Spanish uh, of the work. But th- that's about it. You go somewhere else, and you lost, you know. And that's, that's the way I am with English on, on, on this part of the Bible. Uh, but through the years, I've been trying and trying, and, and, and that's, that's what I had. Uh, and on 1978... Uh, I start working for a good company in Fort Worth, uh, uh, Standard Meat Company. Uh, we used to make the pre-cooked meats for all the pizzas in the United States. You name it, uh, we had them in there, and and we we had the the processing to process the meat, to cook it, to uh, freeze it out, and, and send it to storage, and and take it everywhere in the United States, distribute it. Uh, so I start. Working for that company when I was barely 17 years old, and and I become pretty good on that. Moving up, uh, like every year, I was going going up. I start working as a regular worker on, on on a line, regular line, and then I become the supervisor for that line, and then I went to the test control or quality control, uh, and then I was the supervisor for the quality control area on the pre-cooked pizzas. And then they opened a big warehouse in the downtown of Fort Worth. And I applied for that job to be part of the warehouse workers. And I went to work as a group leader on that warehouse. And three months later, I became the warehouse manager uh, for that company. And I'm talking about between four or five years, I was, I was already there. Uh, on 1980s. I was making, and my God is, is, is a witness of this, I was making from 800 to $1,500 a week on the 80s, which it was understanding, I mean, real good job. And uh, I got married, and, uh, you know, we, we bought different houses on, on these five years. But the Lord touched my heart once. One time I had... a I talked to a different religion, and uh, and I wanted to explain to them the the real God uh, through the Bible, and I just couldn't do it. I mean, I didn't have the knowledge. I didn't have the the the, the, the I wasn't prepared enough to to tell them uh, exactly what I wanted to tell them. And I say, this is, can't be. If we know the Bible, we know the Lord, we, we need to be prepared to, to, to tell them the, the, the real God and, and what He really wants from us and the attitude that, that we have to have to serve the Lord as, as the way He asked us to do it. And that's when I decide to go to Monterey School of Preaching. Uh, I... I started investigating in those years. I was a real active member in the church, and and I knew 
most of the preaching school, Spanish uh, preaching schools uh, in the area. Uh, I went to Moses Perez in Lubbock, Texas for Sunset School of Preaching. They had a Spanish verse there. And then, but I, I wanted to go to the school that, that, that had more preachers out, but they, they were active preaching the gospel. I didn't want to go to a school where they have a bunch of students out and, and they're just not doing nothing. You know, I, I, wanted, I wanted to go a place where I can learn and, and, and learn right so I can do it, you know, the way the Lord wanted me to do it. Well, I talked to Moses Perez. I talked to Brother Diaz and Torreon. And you all know, or part of you know, Ramiro Resendiz. Uh, he's another missionary from early church. Ramiro Resendiz, uh, he, was a, he was preaching in the south side of Fort Worth and, and when, when I was on the north side of Fort Worth as a regular member. He went to Monterey before I did, but I knew Ramiro Resendiz because he was, even when I got married with Martha, uh, he was my judge. He was the one that signed the the, the letter for me to get married, and, and he was the one. So I knew Ramiro. So I called Ramiro and asked him uh, how was the school of preaching in Monterey, and he told me. So I contacted David Cardenas, and he told me uh, how many students that he had graduated and how many were active and how many it wasn't active. So I decided to, to go to Monterey to School of Preaching. Uh, at the time, I took... I say, well, I think I think I'm prepared enough to go down there and stay two years in in, in Monterey, come back to Acuna and establish there, and I still have some money saved up to start. That's what I was thinking. That's what I had in my mind. The Lord had a different story for me. He He had a different way for for me waiting. On my first year in Monterey. We expend all the money that we have, not, not because we, we were throwing it away. Ida, my middle daughter, got real sick. And we, we went to doctor, from doctor to doctor to doctor. Uh, and David Cardenas, he can tell you how much money we spend trying to get him her uh, you know, save her and, 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 be, and be fine. And in a period of one year, we were on zeros, nothing. So we depend on, on the support that, that we were getting. And this, when I become part of the early family, that's when I met Brother Mark, David, and I don't know who else went in there at that time. Uh, it was 1988. Uh, and, and I become a part of this early family. Would you support monthly to monthly? And, and that's how I become. I was thinking, if I would have stayed in Fort Worth, my life could have been different. 
For how long? For how? We don't know. But one thing that we had learned throughout all these years is what Paul writes on the book of the Romans, Romanos, chapter 8, verse 28. Uh, Brother Ralph, can you, can you read that for me, please? And I'm going to have two more, two more verses that I... Uh, so have your Bible ready, because I'm going to ask you to read it. Uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And this is three things that, that we have to know. Uh, three things that we really have to know. Uh, it doesn't matter what you're going through in, through your life. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. You have to know that all the ones that we love the Lord, all the things are made up for our, for our own good. Go ahead, brother. Thank you, brother. Uh, Paul said, this is something that, that you got to know, that everything is going on in your life. It's not, it's not going on because that's the way it should be. That's because God had put them that way. And, and you got to know that whatever it comes to your life, he got you covered. Even if you understand why the things are going the way are going, he say. That's for you good. I mean, it's going to be for, for your own good. These past two years, we've been going through a lot of things. And uh, I have several brothers asking me, what's, what are you doing? What's, what's going on? Uh, one thing I know is what I told them. That's what Paul says. Then in Romans 8.28. The things that are going through me, God has something prepared for me. Even if I don't understand it. Even if I can't see it. But the way God put it on for me, that's the way it's going to be. And, and, and I'm good. I mean, I'll, I'll take everything that comes because God is saying that everything is going on in your life is for your own good. Even if I don't see it. I guess you heard what happened a couple of weeks ago. Did our church know, brother? Or they all know? Okay. It was a big surprise. Sunday morning. When we arrived to the building, and we were surrounded of army. Several calls to my phone before I got there telling me what was going on. And I, I couldn't believe it. I, I didn't know what was going on. Nobody knew because they, they didn't let anybody get closer. Uh, Rachel Beto stayed in Mexico that weekend. So they arrived to the building before I did. And she called me, and she said, 
Don't bring mommy. Don't let Ida come to the building. Something terrible happened. When I got there, <clears throat> I got closer and they asked me who I was and I told them. So they let me in. They want me to identify the body. and uh, I mean, it was t- too far away. I was just seeing his back. So I, they put me over closer to the other end and I told them it's Francisco. So he lives there, on one of the houses on the bottom. Why he did that? Or who did it? I don't know. Uh, all the investigations went through. But you know what? We canceled service that morning. In the afternoon, I told the brothers we're going to have service in the church building, as usual. When we got there, all the brothers were very sad. They, the brother who was supposed to direct the, the service came to me and said, I can't do it. I don't know what to say. Okay, I'll take care. I'll take care of it. What do you do on moments like this? What can you tell the congregation, the brothers, if you're in the middle of all these problems? Faith. Everything goes through God. Remember that time that Jesus told Peter, "This Satanás me pidió permiso para zarandearte. Ask me permission to to prove you." Remember that story when uh, Jesus told Peter that even even Satan, you know, asked ask him permission to do this. Everything goes through the Lord. So I told the brothers, Romeo eight twenty eight. Everything that goes through our life. It's for our own good. Why? How? Don't ask me, because I don't have no answers. I gave my sermon of the three things that you have to know. And this is the verse that I use. Of course, in Spanish, I can say a whole lot more things that I can do it in English. Uh, but that was the first verse that I used. But you know what happened that afternoon? We baptized a young girl. On the middle of all the sadness, on the middle of all that problem, 
the Lord is telling me, don't stop. They're sold that they need to be saved. Just trust. Believe. Keep your faith. And even another thing that we have to know who has the Bible? Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. Another thing that we have to know is this temple. It gets to the end. We have another one prepared from the Lord, not made without any hands, and that's eternal in heaven. So it doesn't matter what, what comes to our life. If we believe in God, and, and we know that even if, we, if this temple uh, gets over, and if this temple gets to the end, it, it doesn't matter. We still have another one that God has prepared for us. And it's not made with hands. That means it's, it's not going to uh, get old. It's not, it's not going to uh, get bad. It's going to be forever and eternity. Sometimes we scare to die. We we are. Uh, but when we have faith in God and we know where we're going, this is just part of our step, you know. Because God, that's what he wrote in the book of Hebrews, the God has established a day for us to die and then the judgment. And, but he has something already prepared for us. And that's what Jesus says in the Gospel of John. The, he, he went and prepared a place for, for every one of us. A beautiful place. If we look at Revelation chapter 22, 21 and 22. The way uh, John described the, the, the new Jerusalem. It's, it's just something beautiful that God has prepared for us. So we know that here we're just going through. But we have something that we have to know that everything that happens in our life, God knows that it's for our own good. Another thing that we have to know is that even if you're, our body, it will dissolve, we have something Better in heaven. And the third thing that we that we have to know, brothers, it's what Paul writes to Timothy on the second uh, of Timothy, brother. Second of Timothy, chapter one, verse twelve. Second of Timothy. Chapter 1, verse 12. That's okay. He's nervous. That's okay. 
We'll wait for him. Paul writes to Timothy, and, and he, he knows that he was suffering a lot of things. But, but he knew who he had believed on. Do we know who, who have, we have believed on? Do you imagine that wonderful God could make, he could have made you life different than what you have right now? Your life could have been different. Do you, do you ever thought about that? We read the on the first book of the Bible, Genesis, the creation. We, 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 we read how God made everything just with His words and everything was coming out. And, and He made everything beautiful for you and me to, to, to live on. But your life could be different. Will you imagine God making everything black and white? No, he did something beautiful for you. He put you down here with early family, a beautiful family. But he could he could put you in Africa, India. You don't want to go to Mexico. Mexico, Cuba. He, your life could, could be different. It could have been different. See? Pudo ser diferente. It couldn't be different. But no, he put you on this place. And now it's time for you to, to say, I know who I had believed on. My Lord is my Lord. And, and I know that everything that comes to my life, he's going to take care of because that's for my own good. Even if y'all have to face the dead, it's okay. We have something prepared. But don't forget who you have believed on. You have, did you believe in God? That's, that's the one you had trust. Paul, even in, in, in the middle of all this suffering, he said, I know who I had believed. I had believed in God. And now I know he can, he can make me better. And he can put me in a better place. And I can be faith. And that's what we need to be, brothers. We need to change our attitude toward God. If we have done the way He asked us to do it, it's, it's time for us to change our attitude and say, I believe in you, and I'm going to trust in you, and whatever you put me in the front of my line, I will cross that line because you're with me, and I trust on you. So I, I'll ask each one of you, to keep praying for me and my family. We're still going through all the investigations. I still have to go sign every day to the jail in Mexico. And uh, till all of this, it's, it's a clear and, and 
que se aclare, ¿sí? ¿Cómo se dice? To clear up. Okay. Uh, to, to all these mother, you know, kids clear up and, and they find out who did it, what they did. They told me that at first that I was going to have to stay in jail till all of this clear up. And I told him, how long is it going to be? He said, weeks, months, or years. I said, no. <laughs> no. But if God put me there, I'll go with there. You know, I'll go. I, I think my Lord knows what's better for us. And he, if for some reason he puts me there, I guess he needs me there. Uh, but I trust in my Lord that he will take care of me and my family because he has always done it and he's going to still continue to do it. So please keep our family in your prayers and I thank you so much for letting me be part of an early family. Uh, it's a beautiful family I have. Learned that years, years ago, and thank you for your love. Thank you for your prayers. And it's time for us to continue trusting on the Lord. God bless you all. Some of you may, uh, while you're thinking about filling out your pledge cards, Some of you may be new here. Two years ago, Jose was uh, kidnapped at gunpoint and uh, was taken out out in the country. And he said when they took his uh, blindfold off, there was blood splattered all over these rocks where they would usually assassinate people. And uh, they, they, they did not go through with it. Uh, and then a couple of weeks ago, um, Francisco, who lives in the church building, had kind of, you know, someone there to kind of protect it and clean up. And anyway, they, that, that Sunday morning, someone had beaten him up and hung him there. And that, that we know it's the punks, you know, the, the drug lords and stuff. And another girl that night was shot in the forehead, a 22-year-old girl in town. And... Uh, Tell you, there's just it's incredible violence, and uh, if your faith hasn't been tested, it's going to. It's uh, you know everyone can probably think of the day it's been tested or the year when someone died or whatever. And um, I didn't go through it nearly as strong as you did, Jose. Uh, and those three points are right. We we, uh, we get caught up, so. Uh, uh, I, we've got a great work. We've got some great men. We've got some great visionaries. So we we just want to support them, and God's blessed us to be able to do that. So uh, we're going to get the guys to come uh, pass the collections. And if you don't have plans today, that's fine. It's not like, gee, I wish I could have done that. You know, no. Think about it and pray about it. And uh, we've got a whole year to raise funds. Thank you.